I've got the creation of magical footwear enjoyed very much by uh, lapsed friends of Sicilians. Ooh. I've got uh, an unkissed Hardy. <laughs> Look, <laughs> we've been here before, Nat. I'm just saying, just um, putting it out there. Quite I, I, know, I know you are, and I'm <laughs> not saying up. I'm not saying never. But I did say to you, I will tell you when. <laughs> not till Christmas. Welcome to Date Fight. <laughs> Do what you like. Yes. You, is there anything you want? Take it, because this is all coming down. So, mm-hmm. whatever, and just help yourself. Oh. He's Jake. I'm Nat Tapley, and together we have trawled through the underside of the oh. shark of life. We are essentially the Remoras, clinging on <laughs> to feed on the detritus of history, and there to eat the excrement that emerges from us <gasps> is Elizabeth. James Roper. Your little coprophiliac angel of joy. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. I would hello. say, I mean, you know, my only the only thing I'd want to check is human, mm. right? Doggy. Well, not doggy. No, oh, God. Oh. No. When a doggy <laughs> does would... a do, it's just a little hand warmer waiting to happen. That thing with the thin carrier bag when you have to pick it up and it's still hot from their body. On a winter's walk, it's a beautiful thing. It's like having a hot coal in a Victorian posy. I went for a walk yesterday and the man with... There were dogs everywhere. There was a man with a dog just in front of me and the dog wanted to stop and the man didn't want it to stop so it just sort of laid a trail of poo behind it and it kept walking and he kept walking. Did the man not pick it up? No, he did not. It would, I don't think it was pickupable. It was a stripe. Oh. It was. <laughs> so, if you want more graphic <laughs> descriptions of the consistency of the fecal matter of dogs in the Dorking area, do tune in tomorrow. <laughs> I, don't know, today. I don't know why I've got North by Northwest in my head. But for today, I'm here to take us to October the 21st, 1805, and the Battle of Trafalgar. Hooray! The Battle of Trafalgar, of course, as every good Englishman knows, is when Admiral Villeneuve was trying to get his fleet out of the Mediterranean to go and meet up with Napoleon, so that Napoleon would then invade across the Channel. So we had to keep them in the Mediterranean, uh, just off Cadiz. Um, so we built lots of towers, we built Martello Towers. There were still some... There. In fact, you've got a Martello Tower... Uh, We've Lizzie. got so many Martello Tires in Guernsey. It's Martello full tower. of Martello Towers. You can't walk for Martello Towers. you got Martello mm, Towers hanging Martello out the back tower. of me. <laughs> Just like that dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, usually what happened in sea battles was uh, the two fleets would sort of, because you have, because the guns stick out the side of a ship, uh, you'd have to sort of sidle up to the ship you wanted to shoot at and then just start shooting at it. Uh, like so it was coy, like quite coy. Oh, yeah, hello. You'd have two parallel Ooh. lines of ships just going, oh, take that. No, you take that. Oh, see Ooh. you later. Sauce. Uh, but Nelson said, no, we're going to split into two and we're going to drive directly at the French like we're going to hit them side on. 
Um, and so they did that, uh, and it worked. The French went, oh, ça bleu, nothing like this has ever happened before. We have never seen this. Uh, the British were outnumbered 33 to 27. Nelson sent out his little message beforehand, England expects every man to do his duty, just like that dog. Um, he was on the HMS Victory. Uh, the HMS Victory was built of 6,000 oaks and elms. There were 26 miles of rope in the rigging. There were 820 men on there and 104 guns. Um, there was so much gunpowder that uh, at Waterloo there was only 7.3% of the amount of gunpowder used at Trafalgar. Um, and we won. And we didn't lose a single ship, and the French lost most of theirs. But they weren't the men who won weren't allowed off the ship afterwards. They had to stay and blockade Cadiz, including Admiral Collingwood, who was the Admiral of the second line, who was there, Lizzie, with his lovely dog, Bounce. Yes! He Bounce. wrote a letter to his wife saying, Tell the children that Bounce is very well and very fat, yet he seems not to be content and sighs so piteously these long evenings that I'm obliged to sing him to sleep. Oh. And he wrote him a song, and he included the song in the letter. The song oh. went, Sigh no more, bounce, sigh no more. Dogs were deceivers never, though ne'er you put one foot ashore, true to your master ever. Then sigh oh. not so, let us go, where dinner's daily ready, converting all the sounds of woe to high biddy, biddy. Oh, that drink, yeah. That nice. Do we know You've what played... Bounce thought of the song? Uh, he enjoyed it. As you could tell, how... that was hanging out the back of it. <laughs> As he wagged, was it like a sprinkler effect? Mm. Yeah, I imagine so. All across right. the Navy. Okay. Mm. Well, I'm not sure I'm going to win this one. I'd like to yeah. take you to the 21st of October, 1824. Mm. 1824? Mm. <laughs> when a- Loser! When uh, the best dogs in the world are born. (laughs) (laughs) St. Bernard himself. Yes, sadly, no. Uh, I want to talk to you about a man called Joseph Aspden, or Aspden, nobody knows. Um, He lived in Leeds, and uh, he moved to Wakefield and ultimately ended up in Kent, which, you know, there's a cautionary tale for Yorkshiremen everywhere. (laughs) But... Um, he manufactured, uh, cement and, uh, but he sort of worked on new techniques for burning limestone and making lime. And he, uh, on this day in 1824, he patented Portland cement. Mm. Why should we care? Uh, Because, because it's the most common type of cement in the world. Uh, um, now I just I just make the point that um, uh, we have laid enough concrete on the earth to coat the entirety of it in two meters thick uh, of it, um, which is kind of horrifying. Uh, and Portland cement is pretty terrible uh, on yeah. an environmental level. Uh, and the great news is we haven't reached a peak yet. Uh, oh. That's going to carry on. Uh, it's going to increase by between there. twelve and twenty-three percent by twenty fifty. Uh, people are frantically saying, "Please, please, 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 don't do that." I don't know if you know how cement is delivered to end users, but it's often blown into the customer's silo. Oh, <laughs> don't know if you knew about oh, that. Is that know. when a man loves a lady very much? Yeah. Uh, yes. Then he may blow his <laughs> cement up her <laughs> silo. 
interestingly, Joseph Afsin uh, was prosecuted because he said uh, that uh, they said, well, what do you use as a raw material? And he said, uh, road sweepings. And they said, oh, yeah, where, where are you getting them from? Because uh, in northern towns, uh, a lot of the paving was made out of Pennines carboniferous limestone. And so he was like, oh, it's, it's road sweepings. And they're like, yeah. Hang on a minute. Isn't that Joseph Aston digging up paving blocks over there? Oh, uh, and yes, it was. He he kept the half-inching paving slabs <laughs> to make his magnificent oh, cement. So hang on. He took a pre-existing, perfectly fine building material Stone. that was yes. used mm. for building yes. things. Yes. Mm. Okay. But he, you know... He allowed it to be moulded, and that was the, that was a clever thing. That so how about but, 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 but. Yes. So you take limestone and you burn it, and you just you reduce do. it to lime. In fact, you burn it twice, uh, right? Yeah, to create various silicates, which ended up strengthening and and bonding it. Um, it is those compounds that are created through the burning, and then the grinding, mm. and then getting mm. it blown up your silo. Uh, so he ended up in Rotherhide, where there was a plentiful supply of uh, the right kind of stone. Mm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it became a world famous thing, and it's named after the Portland Stone, which Portland uh, stone, he said yeah. it resembled. Which doesn't that, I think is it? pushing it a little bit. No, it's pushing it a little bit. Anyway, uh, he loved dogs, and <laughs> oh. um, did he have a dog? He invested oh, all of his profits into looking after stray dogs, including oh, ones with fair. big, beautiful eyes that looked oh. up at you. And, oh. and sometimes he'd, he'd go out and find them himself and they'd be shaking with cold and be like, woof, woof, woof. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, little lad. And he'd pick them up and tuck them into the, his jacket and keep them warm and, and bring them back to his wonderfully cemented... I'll make the point mm. yeah. that without, you know, like concrete driveways and stuff, there'd yeah. be a lot more dog muck everywhere, wouldn't there? Yeah. Would you know, there? it's because it's hoseable. Oh, Surely it would become part of the mulch that was part of the world at that point. World mulch. I don't, I don't really know. I think I've lost this. It doesn't matter. I'm <laughs> done. You know know? Samuel Taylor Coleridge, whose birthday it was today. Happy hey! birthday, Samuel Taylor Coleridge, who wrote... In Xanadu did Kubla Khan a stately pleasure dome decree where men with large far right tattoos upon their cheeks and faces too could still get on TV. And blow it up this island. <laughs> And happy death day to Gough Whitlam. Gough Whitlam was Prime Minister of Australia from 1971 to 1975, uh, leader of the Labour Party. He had a small majority in 1975 uh, and he was had a minority in the Senate, so couldn't get things through. And so the Queen's representative, the Governor-General, Sir John Kerr, who incidentally probably had nothing to do with the fact that he was a member of a CIA-funded conservative organisation uh, from 1966 onwards, dismissed him and said, the Queen sends you away. It doesn't matter what the voters say. You're no longer Prime Minister, Gough Whitlam. And Australians do better. Have another election. And they did. And apparently that's fine. That can just still happen yeah. in the 70s. Can that can that happen in in November this year? Let's just just know. need to know. Mm. Yeah, Lovely. Are you going to stay up oh. for the election? Yes. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to get up early. Yeah. If I yeah. if I thought that my um being awake through it would make any difference, then I would. Oh, interesting. But you know what? If you fall asleep, mm. it's all the same, isn't it? It's all the same, but you feel slightly marginally better because you have had seven hours sleep. Yeah. Yes, that's true. You, you mean you don't intend to experience the horror moment to moment? The unfurling. You happens. don't want to watch the moment when, you know, all of the armed militia storm the... Yeah. No? 
You don't want to see that. You don't want to re-experience that moment in the evening where all hope drains from you. And you can feel it physically happen. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. that's probably, it's usually about half one in the morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. And, and that's sort of that, sort of when you go through all of the 12 stages, you know, starting yeah. with denial, where that's mm-hmm. a kind of, well, the no, but we, they, the haven't had, they haven't had all the results, yeah, right? So yeah. they don't the necessarily... Yeah, the, the first one was Gibraltar and that was fine. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. All London has to do is be like Gibraltar. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's good. Who's going to win, Lizzie? Well. Yeah. Battle of Trafalgar, HMS Victory. 820 men crammed Mm. into a tiny space, riddled with scurvy, all (laughs) all kissing each other. Oh, isn't it great being a sailor? (laughs) Oh, get your gun out. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lovely oh, kissing sailors. Me. Oh, it's great. Oh, where's Bounce? Oh, I don't know. Oh, chase me. God, they had fun. They had so much fun. A ship filled um, with Duncan Norvell. <laughs> yes, and that that is exactly the that, proper historical reenactment. Mm-hmm. Or, 1824, Joseph Aspden. Yeah. Or Aspden. We don't know. We don't know. Aspden. Aspden. Um, oh, he got around, didn't he? He got around, he crushed it all up, he baked it in the oven, and he... <laughs> And he made Kevin McLeod a very unhappy man. Um, uh, you'll <laughs> be you'll be pleased to know no. you'll be pleased to know, Jake, uh, that you were absolutely uh, correct in your assumption that you uh, will be uh, losing to Nathaniel Tapley, who right. is today's right. right. Well, I thought, yeah, okay, yes, right. Oh, I'm ready to Okay. Well, is that <laughs> it? So we, we feel <laughs> we'll go back to bed. <laughs> Decided which of two things is better. <laughs> Join us tomorrow when the stakes will be exactly the same. Yes. Mm. <laughs> and we'll mm, we'll kiss you. Hello, sailor. Definitely enjoying this too much. Bye. 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 See you later. Mm-hmm.